Well, our first guest this morning is a local historian and former librarian of Tolle, Anne McNamara. Anne, you're very welcome to the programme. Thanks very much, Dara. It's a pleasure to be here. No, no, thanks very much now for joining us here on Scarif Bay. Um, so look at, I suppose we'll start off, uh, obviously you're, you're a local historian, you're your your history knowledge is outstanding, if, um, and you're also you were the former librarian at Toilet. We'll get into that in a in a moment. But just tell me about uh, your your career as a librarian. Why did you want to apply for the job back in 1996? Well, you see, Dara, at the time I had worked in Shannon Development, and I availed of um, early retirement because I was expecting my my third child, and um, was at home for about two or three years. Then after that, and. Um, didn't really like like being at home all the time. Wasn't terribly gone on housework and stuff like that. So um, I decided I'd love to get something part time plus monetary. You know, I needed needed the money basically because I had three small children. And um, I saw the job advertised. And uh, my my big love in life really is I'm very very interested in um, a few things. Three things in particular. Local history would be would be one of the top ones. Genealogy also, but really the best, the most one I'd like the best would be photography. I love photography. Mm-hmm. Now, I haven't any official training got in any of them, but I had such an interest that um, I decided a library job would be nice, and it was a part-time job which suited me with the, with the small children. So it was uh, 21 hours a week, and um, I started over in Tulla. I'll never forget it. It was September 26 years ago. Exactly. Nearly so you're in Tulla ever since? You haven't so gone anywhere else? No. Very no, good, no, no. I imagine. By choice. By choice, By yeah. choice, yeah, yeah. So I started in Tulla and I was, my dad um, was living over the road and he was born in Dangan, which is quite close to Tulla. And he, he said, I'll give you one bit of advice now, he said, before we start. And he was a man that didn't say a whole lot, but when he'd give you advice, you'd listen because it was good advice. He said, I might as well tell you now, he said, when he was young, you see, he cycled to Tulla. Tulla was near him, they didn't have a car. He said, Tulla is like Quinn. He said, everyone is related or if they're not related, they're related through marriage. So he said, treat it like a confessional, he said, and don't talk about anyone's business to anybody else, mm-hmm. and you'll probably do good. So I did, and I tried to apply that most of the time. Anyway. And that's a key factor, too, yeah. in becoming a librarian It is, of course, well. yeah, it is, yeah. of course. Yeah. So at that time, when I started in Tulla that time, there was no, no, no phone, no computer. It was just a cardic system. Tell us about that. What's that about? You'd have, you'd have a long, narrow box... You'd have each book would have a little card inside, given the details of the book. And um, you'd have a little card for each customer, and you'd, you'd put the card from the book into the customer's little pocket, and then you'd know what books they'd out. So when they take, took, brought them back, you took the card out, put the little information card, put it back into the book, and there they'd, they'd have the books returned. So um, I will say, and when I went, when I went to Tulla first, the one thing I'll say, I was really lucky first of all, because um, a lot of the people in Tulla knew my dad quite well and I'd have relations on my mother's side in Tulla as well, Pat Holler and Kiltan and those and Dennis Holler from the Pope, they're all re- my father's and my mother's relations. So a lot of them kind of knew who I was, they wouldn't have known a whole lot about it. But, but an awful lot, a good lot of the people that used to come in to me were very interested in history, which suited me <laughs> exactly, yes. really well, up, right up my alley. Yeah. Like Brian Kalu, now I, I don't want to be naming too many, but Brian Kalu will say um, was brilliant. <coughs> Peter Holler, Peter Holler. Mm. I had never really knew Pat well until then, but he used to call me once a week. Yes, I knew, I knew Brian very well. Yeah, and Brian was yeah. brilliant. Mm. Brian was just brilliant now. And another person who used to help me out was Hugh Ware. He was very good to oh, me. Yes. And uh, I, I've made a lot of context to, to my history connections, and we do each other favours every now and again, and if you need a favour for something... 
you know, you can ring them up and they'll ring you up if they need something. So it's a great system. And the people at all really treated me very well and they were very kind. And even even one or two of them offered if there was any, I had any trouble in the library at night time when I'm there, they would come to help. Do you know what I mean? If any, any, but there was no problem. I never had anybody rowdy in the library or I never had any problems. Um, so much so, I went on holidays one time and it was closed for three weeks. It's only a branch library mm-hmm. and somebody backed into the window because the windows are to the ground. It's the old market house, you see. Yes. And there was a big hole in it and we, the library hadn't been out because they didn't deliver the books because they knew there was nobody there. And it turned out that the whole, big hole was in it for the three weeks and nobody, nobody bothered breaking it. <laughs> and another time there was a festival and, and the window at the front door, someone backed as well. So we had to get bars put up outside, um, yeah, yeah, bicycle yeah, bars to yeah. stop it because it's just the old market house. <laughs> and my neighbour, who's a carpenter, who's a carpenter, Pat Tuhi, <coughs> rang me and he said, no problem, man, I have a timber piece put up against it. It's safe, you know. And it, it wasn't malicious, you know, it just happened. People had a few drinks, I suppose, and didn't realise they were, they were hidden. <laughs> but, of course, the library's in a beautiful position there. It's in the market house, the old market house, which is there since 1843. So I was steeped, I was delighted. It was such a beautiful old building, uh, which was derelict for years, and the council bought it. In, uh, and actually, just how, how long is the library actually open at all? I know I should know of myself yeah, from Tulla. not at all, not at all. You couldn't because you weren't born even. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, there was, a, there was a lady there long ago called Madge Kennedy. Now, this is a great story, and it is true. And she had her own house, where the leprechaun house is. She had her own house, and she rented it to the li- to the, as a library, we'll say, to county council. And she was a librarian also. And apparently she was alone to herself. She was a great character, and she wasn't married, a really good character. And she used to um, fit the books that had come out from the library, and if any of them weren't suitable, she used to censor the books. She'd bring them up. Fair play to her. And there was no way the locusts were going to see it. She'd probably rid of herself. <laughs> but the amazing thing was, when she died, uh, Dorothy Minogue brought me in her, her mortuary card and her memorial card. And down it was <coughs> Madge Kennedy, Tulla Library, Main Street, Tulla, County Clare. Imagine. Yeah. So that was there for a long number of years. And then there was a library up opposite the bank, up, up that direction. And Mary McGrath was the librarian. Now, I'd have to say, I was very, very lucky. Mary McGrath really got the library going in Tulla. And she, she organised all the school classes to come, which is a brilliant business like. So she started that going because the convent just that time was up there and the girls had come down and the boys and Mary, Mary was the person that really did all the work in the library before me. I just came along and continued on, you know. So she had all done for me and she was a brilliant librarian, a brilliant librarian. So in 1987, the council opened. What happened? They bought it in the 80s. The library was a derelict building. It was a building for old cars. They used to throw in dumping ground, basically. You see, the front was... It was beautiful arched windows and, and there was no windows, you know, mm. and um, it got into terrible disrepair. So they decided, the uh, council, there was a grant going and they they bought the building and a site beside it as well to make it an avenue up to the fair green. Yes. So it was great and they did it up on a kind of a false scheme, a community project. And uh, it was opened in 1987, a beautiful new library. There ever since now. And it's there ever yeah. since. And I came yeah. in 96 then, you know. Yeah. And, and, t- and t- just in terms of training then for to become a librarian, tell us about yeah. that. Is there, have you to go to college or, yeah. or is no, there a course or what, what, what's no, uh, actually, when the procedure I got, there? When I got the job, it was a branch library and um, you were doing everything there basically, you know, you had to clean it and the whole lot and lock up and security and maintenance mm-hmm. and fixing the books and giving the books to the people and ordering books and all that kind you of had thing. to do everything everything yeah it was down to you because i asked the lady one day there's somebody <laughs> after coming from shine development where cleaners come in every night who cleans the library you do she said i yeah. said fine <laughs> but anyway um there isn't really unless you want to go right up in the library service like grade five up 
you have to do training and you can do it now one time you have to go to Wales to do it or Scotland Imagine, yeah. now you can do it in UCD in Dublin it's a full time course or you can do it how many um, years is that for online them? as well hmm? how many years is that oh, for I'd say uh, two, two, two years I will say and a diploma would be a year year and a half and then another year or two for and, and what would be involved in that training is it you do, do you learn about history everything. everything you see my job in the library was to issue books and discharge them right help people with local history if they were doing projects, right? Mm-hmm. Help people that might come in, even though I was told it wasn't my job, but I, I loved it, so I did it. Mm-hmm. Anyone that be tracing their family history from abroad that came in, I would help them because I, I'd have all the stuff. Yes. And um, and you'd have an interest in that yourself. Huge anyway. interest. And, and, mm-hmm. and I've been buying local history books all my life, and I've much to my husband's and I's. Does <laughs> not have a room full of them? Yes. You know? So I used to very much enjoy, I will say, the elderly people coming in telling me about lifelong go and everything. And I joined the Tully Historical Society a number of years ago. And I'm in the Queen Harris group. So it is all up my alley, like, you know. But um, you were talking about the training now, there. I don't know a whole lot about it. I decided not to mm-hmm. do it. But um, if I wanted to become, get much higher up in the ladder, I would have done the training, okay? And it's quite, quite a, you know, you'd have to do cataloguing. See, I don't, didn't have to do that until the books came in to me. Somebody in Ennis did it. Who had the training for it? They had cataloging done, and the local studies library would have would have would have done courses on how to register and record local history on a cardic system. It's it's the best local studies library in the country, and the website is the best local studies library in the country. And no one will tell you anything different. Anyone who's doing research on that, because everything is in there, you know, absolutely. Does he meticulously goes through all the journals and papers and anything that's done and records everything to do with it with Claire. It's on a cardic system, so when you go in doing a project, you look up the cardic system, it'll tell you 20 books or 30 books, and he'll go off and get them for you. But it's it's reference, you know, you'll have to photocopy them. So what, what yes. did you do then to get your leg in the door into the toilet I library? Did, I, I didn't have to do you any. didn't have to do anything? No, just because it was a branch in. library, because yeah. there were other people yeah. to do the more detailed stuff that okay. you need specialist training in. Okay. I didn't need that specialist training because somebody else had it done for me. You, you were know. just taught in the spot really how yeah, to Yeah, yeah, and, and as well yeah. as that, I did a little bit of training in this yeah. before I started. Very good. Yeah. 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 So did you enjoy the job? I loved it, I loved it. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed did, it. Yeah. I loved the children coming in, like the classes used to come up. They discontinued on because Mary started them. Like I could have uh, 35 children at one time. Yeah. Now I got a bit of help from Innes and uh, from the, the odd day, but I could have two classes in the day and one every day of the week at one stage. And the kids would come in and <coughs> take out four or five books each and bring back four or five books each. And that's a lot of books. Yes. Plus things changed in over the years, you see. Technology came in, I got a computer. Because the other system, you wouldn't know who had books out unless you were there all the time with the cardiac system. So, like, with the computer system, it was much handier. And uh, it meant then as well, uh, it would say if a child saw a book on a shelf in Innes and they wanted it and we didn't have it, I could order it for them on the, on the computer. Which was a great, great advantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the library has changed over the years. There was a small charge one time to join. That's gone. That's gone for 10 or 12 yeah. years, yeah. yeah. There's no fines anymore. They're gone as well because they felt uh, it put people off getting books if they lost books or whatever. And um, it's very, very user friendly, you know, and um, at, at the moment now it's, it's, it's really high tech because you have e-books and you have audiobooks and you have borrow book box and you can drive your car and someone will read the book to you on CD <laughs> or whatever, <laughs> and, you know, and yeah. it's, it's yeah. really, but it's, it's very good now. What I loved was the projects. I absolutely loved doing projects with kids. Yes. Loved it. And that should be history, local history so would, be, was, was, would, was, was, would be mainly. And the Leavenster projects, I would have helped. Yeah, tell us about that. How, how would the Leavenster students interact with you when they say, and yeah. I'm looking to do a project? What would yeah, you do the then? Te- the teachers would tell them, come up to me because she'd know that we're going to the right place. And they come up to be the teacher. Sometimes they come in on their own time, and they would say, "I'm doing a project and such a thing, or whatever." And um, we'll say, if it was something to do with local history, 
um, I would advise them we'd look up the computer and we'd put in, in on the keyboard side, you know, we'd put not, not the title because there could be something in, in a big article that wouldn't be in the title. Yes. And I'd order the books for them. But now they can do it themselves because they can download an app on their, on their phone and they can actually order from home and see what's available around the country. But what's great is you can take a book out now at the moment. You can take a book out in Donegal and bring it back in Clare. No problem. Yes. You can mm. order books from all over the country now. But now they can do it from home. You know, and it's all free. They don't have to play to join. They don't have to pay for fines. And um, there's a huge, there's e-books, there's also e-magazines, for instance. You needn't buy a magazine ever again. They're all yes, up once they're you're all joined the library. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. all of them now, the old-fashioned Irish ones. Like I remember in, in when I was teaching in Mount Shannon, mm. uh, we decided to do a novel in, in class. Mm. And we'll say Scarif Library might have three copies of it. Yeah. Uh, but they would... They'd, to be gone out. They'd, be, they'd ring up to yeah. all other libraries around yeah, the place. Yeah, they would, they would. They and they would. Uh, eventually we'd want 25 copies and they'd yeah. have them for us. yeah. But the funny thing is, now, in, in all fairness, it has the, the new technology would be a big thing. But um, I, I'd still, for instance, the, the local studies lab, you were just saying there, I was just saying that the site is so good. I often had people coming in from abroad and they, they'd have the parents' name, their ancestors. They wouldn't know what part of Tola they were from. But yeah. people have, gone, have donated their time and they've gone through all the parish records. And they put them in in alphabetical order with the children when they were born and where they lived. And um, I'd go over to the computer and we'd find it. And then I'd ring up the people that have helped me over the years, the elderly people who live in the parish, and they'd be able to tell me where the farm was, where the grave was. Another man that was very good to me was Dan, Dan Conheedy, who was the caretaker of the graveyard for That's right. That's 25 right, yeah. or I don't know how many years. He knew every, where every grave was and he documented it all and gave it to me. But there's... There's all this up on the online as well now. Uh, Tuller Reaching Out is an organisation that's there and they have recorded all the graves and it's online. You can look it up yourself and a map with it, which is brilliant. Yes. You know? yes. Now, I hope in time to do that for Quinn, but it has never been done for Quinn Abbey. Yes. Uh, yeah. It may have been done years and years ago, but not. And there was a caretaker there for years, Joe McCoy, and he's recorded all the graves in Quinn Abbey. And are yeah. you doing research currently at the moment? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very good. See, I have a room stuff. Yeah. I've been researching all my life, but I haven't, I haven't put it on a computer or... I haven't yeah. scanned it in, so I have, I have to do all that now. We were just talking, before we came in air this morning, we were just chatting about we said, the libraries and the, the the way it has changed and the way mm. technology has changed mm -hmm. over the years. And that has maybe led to, to new think, services it's much better now. in the library, that, that's, you know, where, where the libraries yeah. have embraced the technology. Oh, yeah. And as well as that, for instance, now the 1964 uh, civil records are all online now. You can get them from your, your home, we'll say. The, the Griffith valuations are online, the 1901 census and the 1911 census are online. And you, you can see, like, you can see who lived in the house, how many windows were in it, how many families, because there were more than one family in some of them, um, what they did for a living, whether they could read or write, uh, the relationship with the head of the household. And it's, it's all online now, which is brilliant, yes, you know. Yeah. But, um, and, I mean, people can research their, mm. their family history or their... Yeah. Who, who was yeah, and, and, ta and talk to us about that, you know. Yeah. You've obviously met people throughout your 26 mm. years looking for their Irish relatives. I, I'd say... I'd can say you be able to tell us a story about one yeah, of them? Yeah, I can, of course, yeah. yeah, I can, of course. For instance, um, there, is, there about five years ago, a guy rang me, Richard Reader was his name, and he said to me, my ancestors were Delahunty's from Tulla. Well, I said the only Delahunty I ever heard of was Mick Delahunty, the band. Well, he said there was a connection with Corries. No, with, tor with Torpies. No problem. So the Tulla Historical Society was founded by... Michael Torpy, and Michael, thank God, was alive that time. 
I rang Michael and he came in with a big spreadsheet that size, huge thing, all handwritten out. And uh, yeah, they were related, he said. And what's more, they came back about 30 years ago. They went out to America and they went west of the lakes. And Delahunty was the English name, but Dulacne was the Irish name. And they came from Derenaclita, I think, I don't know how you pronounce it now, the back of Not James, right up the very back in the middle of the forest. So there's a connection with the Leamy's also, he said. So I contacted Seamus Leamy up in relation to this man, that's it, up in Spencer Hill, and he had it all, another thing all typed up, and he gave it to me. And Patricia Leamy, his sister, had a relation who had done all the family history, so I copied them all and sent them out to him. Now, the man had cancer at the time, and he couldn't come. But he came anyway, and afterwards, and we met. Poor Michael had passed away, unfortunately. We met Brian Torpy on the wettest day that came, I'd say, ever in the whole world. He came on a bus from Dublin one of the blue buses or green buses to the old ground. His wife had gone back to New Mexico. And he came, his, his wish all his life was to go back and see where his ancestors came from. Now he was 84 years of age. Jeez. He had battled two lots of cancer, I got through it. Yeah. So he came anyway and uh, Brian met us in Tulla and we went up, <coughs> right up to Knock James Church, took a left off up the back, up through the through the bush, the, the trees, met, met uh, Richard Price who lives up there quite close to us. Brian gave us all the history. He wasn't able to go the last journey up through the forest because he'd only runners on and it was so wet and miserable. But I'm going to come back, he said, right. Mm-hmm. So he went anyway and we, Brian showed us the graves, showed us where the farm was, it's all forestry now. His family lived up there, Brian did that, so he had information. So he went back to the old, I drove him back to the old ground, I brought him by Queen Abbey and brought him back, and he went on the bus, went back to America, and he said, I'm coming. So he came there recently. He arrived, and I was to meet him again, and uh, he had his wife with him, and he, we had arranged for Richard to bring him up to where the house was, and I know I hadn't heard from him for a day or two, so I, I was to meet him in front of the library, and when he got out of the car anyway, he was all cut, all his face was all cuts and black and blue. He'd fallen in Dublin oh, and ended up in hospital overnight in St. James's. And um, I said, you'll never be able to for the journey <coughs> up. And he said, no, I've, I've come now. I'm going to go. <laughs> so we drove He'd up. come this Very far. determined. Yeah. And, Ri- and Richard, he had the bright shoes and everything and the gear. And uh, it was a really hot day and there were loads of midgets. I was a bit afraid of the midgets. So Richard brought us into the house, gave us coffee and brought Richard Price. It's just brilliant. And he used to do class chess, chess classes in the library years ago. And he brought us up and it was a very, 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 very dangerous kind of a road. Very, un, you know, very, un, very dangerous for him. I know the road. Yes. But he managed it. It's, it's tiny little, little avenue. He met, we managed it. We found the house, the cowl of the house, of what's left of it. And he took photographs and he was so delighted. Yes, he was so delighted. I can imagine. And he nearly cried now, yeah. I tell you. Yeah. Richard brought us down and showed us the garden, his gardens and the whole It was like the that. completion of a circle for He him. was just delighted now. He was just delighted. And uh, anyway, that's yeah. what happened. And then they didn't know how to get back to their B&B in Bonahow. So mm. I look at it, it was a day... Um, it was a Saturday, I think it was a Sunday, it was a Sunday. So I drove them up to Bonahow because they'd get lost, you know, and brought them up and they were they were thankful and they yes. went down into Belly and he was going back in a few days, but he was over the moon, over yes. the moon, yeah. Because it means, it means so much to, to people to find where they came from. Yeah, yeah and I, I suppose there's a lot of work involved in trying to research yes, family, yes. relatives and all yeah. that. It must be very hard for you to, to look all up that information. Well, it's, it's not because I know where to find it, you see. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I know who to ask, you see, that's yes. the good part of it, you yeah. know. So I'm looking at that. No, but there now. must be a bit of work involved. Oh, there's yeah. a load of work yeah. involved, mm-hmm. yeah. And people used to say to me, when you retire from the library now, will you do genealogy and, pay, and charge people? But I wouldn't charge people. No, you just do it for the. There's no need because I love it, and I get great. I get great. Um, but there, I'm just. There must be great yeah. satisfaction. Huge because, satisfaction because you're dealing with people and you're dealing with that appreciate uh, things. They're very personal yeah, stories. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah, thinking yeah. of that man. Now, probably all his life, mm. it was a his aim on his on his pocket list. Yeah, to get back. Yeah. And um, in in all fairness, 
like I would have helped an awful lot of people in Quinn as well because people know I'm into history you know and we're interviewing people in Quinn at the moment now elderly people about lifelong go and that is part of the Tulla the Quinn Heritage Group and we might be doing it in Tulla as well mm-hmm. you know but like Pat Holleran for instance Pat Holleran's family now um, Margaret, Margaret Scanlon has given me all of Pat Holleran's and Claire's um, old records you know they lived in, in a house in 1790 yes. and they were related to me we'll say my mother's family were blacksmiths from the 1700s they came to Corbally House as blacksmiths to the Mahan family and they set up a forge in Corbally back, back then the late 1700s yeah. I, I, I know because elderly people told me and one family went to Kiltannan in 1960 and another family went to Australia the band that was in Corbally and my family came down to Craigataska and there's a forge there so I have the old records on the forge I have a lot of them so in time we'll, we'll, we'll maybe have them available yeah. in, in the we're hoping maybe to set up a little interpretive centre in Quinn yeah. is, is um, the Abbey in Quinn a big tourist attraction it is fantastic well, well unfortunately now I, I have one bit of a gripe now and I'm not giving out about anybody in particular but there's an awful lot of problems. Um, the, the, the bane of my life is most organisations are very helpful and they'll do anything for you. But there's the fear of compensation and litigation. Okay. And it's, 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 okay. it's um, cluttering up everything, yeah. right? And it's causing problems. Somebody fell in Queen Abbey a number of years ago, coming down from the upstairs area, and um, they sued. Now, luckily, they didn't win because the judge said, Judges should be advised not to not to be giving out a lot of money. He said, if I if I gave this man compensation, it would close down every single castle in Ireland and every single building has a stairs. So he didn't look enough. But the OPW closed it off then because they were afraid, you know. And I see Quilcher, Dengany, Beacon Castle were trying to get something done there. They were afraid of litigation as well. And it's an awful pity if judges didn't give so much money to people, people wouldn't sue. So it's the bane of our life, this suing. No. Another thing I would say, I, I know I shouldn't be going on about this now, that I, a big thing is... Well, now that you have done <laughs> <I know, laughs> yeah, yeah, Another thing now is rivers, right? I have a big thing about rivers. Um, Pat Telty, who was very involved in the and has Historic a, Society... Has a programme on this that, station that, as well, yeah. We spoke in the Historic Society one time of uh, following the Kiltanen River all the way from where it starts above this man knows well, right? And all the Gladry, I think it goes down and down, and it comes down to Maire, which is just over the road for me, which is where the King's at home would just be used to be uh, crowned and it's a huge historical site but but nobody the only people that are intercede there's no adverts for joining it's in private property you see again yes, the same story yeah and the, the river rivers goes on from there then and it goes into Quinn and goes out to the estuary passes Quinn Abbey but uh, the river is clogged up a little bit with uh, trees everywhere so I, I think it's about time and fine weather that they should give a, big, give a grant to the farmers to clear away the trees and there's a flooding in Quinn the flooding is caused because the river is clogged up long ago my father told me back in 1838 the High family came from East Clare over to Lynch it was Lynch's was there where Mary High lives now in Gertine House and um, um, a man came over helping on the river to clean the river it was his job and there was all girls in the family he married one of them so it became High's back in 1838 and uh, his job was cleaning the river they used to clean the rivers long ago it was part of the work well, we were going to do a project we were going to follow that course of all the historical sites on the way and do up a big spreadsheet on it and, and bring people on the tour because it's so historic, you know. I mean, the Hell River is probably called the Hell River because it goes underground. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, what's the name yeah. of it? Yes. And my dad had a great story over where Ma Iris, where the um, kings of, of the Dalcassians and Brian Baru was crowned, I'd say, king at home there at one stage, back to the... Eighth, ninth century, I think they were crowned there, and it's beautiful. I mean, when you'd come over the hill there in Tuna, you could nearly imagine the battle. And we did, we did a reenactment one stage. It was a pilgrim walk from Tala, and we got the children in Cluny. And Kieran Sheedy, another great historian down yes, the road, indeed. was written about the Harrison Clare and Jenny Patterson and all those things. And uh, he did a pageant for Cluny School, and they did a pageant there of the reenactment, and we got. 
archery, people out to do archery, and we came all, we walked from Tulla, we went to St. McCall as well, and we did all the historic sites in Tulla, and we came the back road, um, Dara, out by the Mushroom, you know, and we there's another McCall as well there, and there's Milltown Castle, and you have a cram, Cramlock there, and you have a lime killing, and you have, um, I forget a lot of things, and we came out on the main road there, and came down over the back road by Brook Lodge, to Mahar, and we passed Hollerans there, beautiful, beautiful, yes. lovely detached house near it, and uh, the river is there, and it's so scenic, and it was a beautiful day, it was the 21st of June, yes. which of course was significant to the uh, Dalgashans being crowned, it had to do with the longest day of the year. The longest day yeah. of the year, yes. And uh, we got all the gear, we hired the gear from free, from the men's shed, did all the, this, the what you call it, the shields, and we got outfits from, I can't remember, the girl in Killaloo, involved in the Historical Society as well. She gave us all the sex, you know, and they were all dressed up. And I have all the photographs. So I have anything they've done in Tullis since I've started. No, I you don't. I have photographs of most of them. Yes. But they're not anywhere as such, but I mm. might might do something. Ma Iyer is, is, I mean, it's certain, you could drive past Ma Iyer mm. a thousand times without mm. ever knowing it was there yeah. or anything. Yeah, it's about a big it. mound. It's beautiful. It's a big mound, yeah. and, and it's... And there's a beautiful, um, what do you call it, at the... Um, Bullon stone at the back of it, which is part of the yes. ceremony. And you see, inauguration places always had a little stream near it. They had a good few forts near it. They had standing stones. There's a beautiful standing stone in Michael Nealon's field, which is there also. But there's no parking there. But the UPW actually own a field there, but I don't think they realise it. Yes. They could put a parking in it. But I'm just thinking that, you know, you mentioned a while ago about, about you know, the, the dangers or the risk of mm. suing and compensation yes, yes, and everything. Yes. Um, you know, I mean, it would be nice if something was in place. Something uh, has to be sorted out in that. To, we'll say for, for, and I don't know who owns Meyer, but there's loads yeah. of sites like that around yeah. the country yeah. which are in private ownership. Of course. And, and if, if they can be guaranteed or mm. indemnified or whatever yeah, yeah, against yeah, yeah. something like yeah. this. No, the person that owns the field there is very good and, and he, he has no problem with people going in there, you know, provided they're, they're, you know, there's no gate or anything on it, the style. But... Um, when you think of the history that's like all the big houses in Tulla, huge amount, you know, I don't want to go and mention them all now, but I have a people in from them from abroad, recent research on their family history. I had Maloney's in over the years in Kiltannan. I had um, the Brady Browns, I had Freddie Brady Brown in. That's right, yeah. And I have, there's a huge file of stuff that I would have gathered over the years and they're there and thankfully the new librarian is, is delighted to have them. Like you have all the tenants that were there in the 1920s, they all paid their rent, yes. ground rent, to the Brady Browns who owned yeah. the place. Now, the, the Maloney's were very wealthy because they were tea merchants in India and they were also into opium production when it was legal. Yes. So they always had more money than the Brady Browns. Yeah, I hope they, they've given up that now. And they, they had to, yes, yes, yes. There was, there was opium wars in China, you see. <laughs> there was China. But now, having said that, they, they had beautiful estates. You know what I mean? The Maloney's had beautiful cut stone um, buildings at a flax, a flax mill and they brought back beautiful, beautiful trees and plenty and uh, down... Down in, in Kiltannan are the Taumean Caves, which are would be a huge yeah, tourist yeah. attraction, only that they're in four different families. Yes, you know? yes. And yeah. uh, White's history, Claire Dean White was from Tulla, and he, he wrote about it, that if, if those caves were in uh, Europe, right, uh, they would be huge tourist attractions. But again, you have the litigation now, and they're in different places. They're fabulous. Right. I was in them. It's like being in heaven. Yes, and yes. you could nearly row boat through, through all of them, and, and, and if you had the the, the, the river, but yes. uh, long ago the the, the Maloney's like um, they had a they had a one of the family in the eighteen hundreds got married and they got a generator in for electricity yes. for the wedding. Yes, and there's been there was beautiful concerts there and everything. And Dean White said like to inspire the pain. Yes. And the and the art. And yeah. So it's, it's a, they're spacious, huge, 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 yeah. and and a beautiful. Fabulous, uh, uh, fabulous structure and 
beautiful. I have photographs of it. We did, we did tours with the Tulla Historical Society. Can you imagine the tourist potential of something yes. like that? Yes, and Quinn. When you think of Quinn, yes. there's no one terrible to centre. There's nobody handing out leaflets there. There's just a little plaque on the wall, and that's it. Yes. And we're hoping to improve that now. I know. And, and you have down the road. You have Meyer, you have all the big houses, and you have Dangany Beacon Castle and Dangan Brack Castle out the road. And in Tully, you have just as many things. I'm just thinking, I mean, they, they call this area here the hidden heartlands. Yeah. And by God, they're well hidden. Yeah, and I, know, asked, I asked my father one time, I said, why were there so many big houses in Quinn and Tulla? He said, the reason there were was because the land was good. Yes. They, yeah. And yeah. all of them had land up in the burn as well for Winterage, you know. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, for instance, now, up, 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 up in the graveyard in Tulla, a man came in to me one time, he was O'Grady from America, and he said, my ancestors were uh, used to were, used to work in the Brady Browns estate. Yes. And I think they might be buried above in one of the one of the vaults. And sure enough, a number of years ago Brian Kalu and a few other people got um got finance to restore the old church that's on top of the hill there since seventeen hundreds. It was all covered in ivy. And uh, he got he fought hard for it and got funding for it. And uh, uh, Frank Miles, whose ancestors are from Tulla, they were brasses, they were blacksmiths as well as ours. And uh, he was the architect at the time, at the archaeologist at the time. Yes. And they, they were cleaning up around, they cleaned up and they did a great job on it. And the uh, Brady, Brady Brown tomb wasn't there a little piece, you know, that you could get in the side of it. And one of the, one of the one of the archaeologists was very thin. And they put him yeah. in so they recorded all <laughs> yes. the all the tomb, all the coffins and the stuff. Coffins, yes. And sure enough, there was the O'Grady man, Jeez. and he'd done loads of research. He had connections yes. with Kildaiser as well. Okay. So he sent me all the stuff he had, and I have it. I have it in the library. I, I was going to give it to Dennis Lynch, you know, because he he was Newgrove, Newgrove. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's also called Newgrove Cottage, I think, or not. Sure. Yeah. But um, Patrick Holland's house now at the moment is is the old house, but it's for sale at the moment. But it's um, 1790. It was built the blacksmiths. Yes. And he came up from. He was recommended by the Hinchies, Hinchies pub, um, as blacksmiths, and they were very good blacksmiths. So they used to give the, the mundane work to other blacksmiths. And am I right they in saying this, that the two people that used to live there didn't yeah. they go to Australia? There was three of them. Three of them. Yeah, three of them. Didn't uh, they go no, to no, they didn't go. They no. didn't go, no. Oh. But one of their family went, I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely our family because went. Because I, I, I've heard a story that one of them, they were they were involved in the building of Melbourne. Sydney Harbour Bridge. That's right, yeah. that's right, that's yeah. right. I, I could never, I could never, no, I, Brian Torpy told me that, but I, I couldn't really find that now, but it could be there, but it wasn't any of an, uh, of the immediate family, the last people that lived there. But the last people that lived there, you see, um, they used to have, for instance, a telephone from the forge, we'll say, um, from from the house down to the forge, they put in a telephone, which was very unusual at the time. Mm-hmm. But um, they were great. They were great people for cattle. They used to bring the cattle to shows and that. And uh, part I'm going to write up the history because they they had a great um, what would you call it rapport with um, animals. Yes. Now and that's kind of in me as well. I I love animals. Yeah. And um, they, they 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 she spoke about the correlation between animal and people they're so similar first to the trough you know and curious and all this kind of thing and her brother used to talk about that yes and um, I have a huge amount of stuff gosh yes. from them so I'm going to I'm going to try and because uh, there were, for instance uh, Maloney originally um, from there wrote the Thomas the Tank books yes connection Ooh, yeah. Rev, Rev yes. W Audrey yeah. Audrey yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, there was other other connections um, as well but um, that's all to be done in the future you know I'll have to start writing mm-hmm. Listen, you are a treasure. I swear to God, I could listen to you here all day. I know, absolutely. Not. And actually, sorry, I, I just forgot to mention before we let you go. Um, 
Tell us about your retirement. What are you doing to keep yourself occupied now that you're finished? Yeah, I don't know how I was able to work. She doesn't, doesn't sound like she's I'm finished. I'm in time. Mm. No, I, I plan actually on, on doing a lot of voluntary work as well for the library, you know, because it's only when people go to the original parish records and donate them to the library that everybody around the country can see them, you know. And I collect old photographs as well. I have a huge selection of old photographs, yeah. both in the library. For instance, the Clare Champion this week has a picture of the new shop and there's an article, um, the man, the Fitzgerald's, who was involved in the, we'll say, the, he very much involved. He li- lived up there. I've uh, forgotten his first name now. He gave me a big album of photographs. He was involved in the Drum Charlie or the, what's the other one? What's the other big school? The old school from Lango. They had reunions, we'll say, of when they, there in the last couple of years. And um, not James. Yeah, not James. Yes. James. Yeah, yeah, so he yeah. gave me all the photographs. So his aunt in America had written a poem about the new shop. See the new still that, that, that's a super value yeah, shop. Still the new shop, even though it's there about sixty years or something. There's still older people say we we'll meet you at the new shop, and uh, there's a, a poem about um, we'll say getting in. I think um, cold rooms and stuff like that or fridges yes. that his aunt had, but he was looking for an old picture of the new shop. So I had it because I had gathered it over the years and I sent it in. But it's, it's in the champion this week, the article. And, and, and you're still involved in the Tulla Historical Society. Oh God, I am. Yeah. I wouldn't give it up for yeah, anything. No. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> So you're, you're well busy, so... I am, and, and yeah. please God, more photography exactly. and printing yeah. out the photographs and giving them to people. Yeah. You know. Listen, Anne, we really appreciate you, cre- appreciate uh, you coming thank in. Thank you and very much. And best of luck with your project next uh, year, yes. the Scarlet Martyrs. Yes, yeah. thanks very and much. And Tomás McAmara, of course, is great help in that as well. He's of absolutely course, and, and, and Kieran. I have, to, I have to thank Anne too for helping me out as well. All right, so. I don't say that much now. <laughs> but uh, it's just the sources. You know, knowing people is more important than anything else. What about computers? Well, you can find out more information by talking to people. You do, of course. Yeah. And then I'll tell you something... This might be your first visit to Scarlet Bay Community Radio. <laughs> we'll have to get her back again. Absolutely. We could talk all day. Yeah, just <laughs> stop now. Yeah. Okay. Thanks and for having me now. Thank Thank you. You. I was very nervous, but you were very good to me. Much appreciated. Okay, we have a bit of music. <laughs> <laughs>